Hi, Crossfire Youth. This is Pastor Harrison. Welcome back to our weekly lessons. So just in case you didn't hear last week, I've decided to do something a little bit different. In addition to the video lessons uploaded to YouTube, I've also decided to get into podcasting, and I'll be turning the YouTube videos into a podcast, which will give you more than one option to be able to listen to the lesson, how you see fit and how it best fits into whatever you're doing at that present time. Like always with every single week, I hope that you are able to take last week's lesson. And this last week, we finished a three-week series. So that series in particular, The New You, giving all of these characteristics and things that you could do to implement into your newly found relationship with God. Or maybe it's a long-term existing relationship with God. Remember, the whole purpose of that series wasn't just for the new Christian. And it wasn't just for the new relationship. But it was for the existing as well. Or one that's been around for a very long time. I hope you were able to take some of those things that we talked about, some of those characteristics, and apply them to your life. And to everything that you face and do on a daily basis. Today we're going to step back into Jesus's earthly ministry. So some of the things that he did while he was on this earth. Specifically, we're going to be in Matthew 4, 18 through 22. So go ahead and get your Bibles out. We're going to read that scripture. Again, that is Matthew 4, 18 through 22. The Word of God says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So I won't keep you long tonight with this lesson as I want to just have a small discussion on what this is. And it's a good segue out of the new you going into Jesus's earthly ministry with these disciples. And if you actually look at the new King James version, the subheading for that, for that section says, Four fishermen called as disciples. So what I want to draw attention to on this specifically, is that when it comes to being called, when God's giving you a call, he doesn't call those who aren't doing anything. And what I'm getting by that is, in this instance, Jesus called Simon and his brother and John and his brother because they were casting nets into the sea or they were mending nets. Just for some reference, here are some other characters in the Bible that were doing something lawful. They were doing something good. They were being busy when they were called. Saul was looking for his father's donkeys. David was keeping his father's sheep. The shepherds were guarding their flocks. Amos was farming in Tekoa. Matthew was working at the tax collector's table. Moses was tending his father-in-law's flock. Gideon was threshing wheat. All these people that I listed are great names in the Bible. They are great people in the Bible. And all of their stories you should look up and read. But what they all have in common, while their stories and while their calls may be different or may vary depending on their situation and where they are, 
the centrality of what they were doing in their call was that they were all busy doing something. They all had a task and they made sure that they were completing that task and doing that task. Looking at the phrase, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Back in Jesus's time, when he was on earth during his ministry, it was customary for rabbis to have disciples. And rabbi, it's a Jewish scholar or teacher, especially one who studies or teaches Jewish law. So it was common for rabbis to have disciples. And with Jesus asking these men to follow him, there was nothing weird about this. There was nothing cult-like about this. There was nothing weird or any strange things going on. Jesus simply asked these men to follow him. And when these men decided to follow him, what they were doing, they were constantly with him. They were constantly learning from him. If you look at some of the disciples over the course of their journey with Jesus before he rose from the grave and returned back to heaven, they were constantly watching. They were constantly learning. Because what ended up happening, Jesus assigned them to carry on his work, the Great Commission, lead the lost. They carried on what they had learned from Jesus because they were a disciple of Jesus. They followed him and they listened closely and learned intently from everything that he taught them that he did. They immediately left their nets and immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. So remember in these verses, we're talking about two pairs of brothers. One were on a boat with their father, the other was mending nets, or they were casting their nets. But notice in both of these instances, immediately left their nets, immediately left the boat and their father. The word immediately. The immediate response of these disciples should serve as a great example to us, and it does serve as a great example to us. The first disciples did what all disciples of Jesus should do. They followed him. So when we follow Jesus, it's exactly like what the disciples did. They're learning from him. They are doing what he had taught them to do. Today, when we follow Jesus, while he may not be physically here in the room, that we can touch him and see him, but we can feel him in our hearts. And we could see him through the works that he does. But when we follow Jesus now, we're following his example. We're still following his teaching. And we're still following the Great Commission to go out to search and seek the lost and to lead them to Jesus Christ. So again, when they followed him, there was an immediacy to it. And it implies leaving some things behind. So last week, when we concluded that series, The New You, this is something that we may not always be comfortable with, but it is a necessity. These men, when they decided to follow Jesus, they left something behind. When we decide to follow Jesus, we leave something behind. We could put down physical things such as video games or movies or Netflix or Hulu. Or we put down fictional reading and we pick up the Bible and we read non-fictional things about the Bible. It could be emotional things where we abandon anger and we abandon wrath and malice like we talked about a few weeks ago. It could be mental things where we abandon things that cloud our judgment and we abandon things that make us feel and think negatively toward others, that we slander others. And we try to put them in a bad name just because we're thinking 
illy of them. Whatever it is, physical, mental, emotional, anything you can think of, if it damages your ability to follow Jesus, you have to leave it behind. If it damages your ability to love like he does, you have to leave it behind. And again, this is something that all of us need to work on. And it's something that we fail to do time and time again because we're human. But the key to all of this, to following Jesus and to living a new you, to living that new life, to living a life for him, is to find the failing point and to learn from that failing point. I've been working out recently with my old youth pastor, and it's been a great way to do a lot of bonding. We haven't talked for a few years like we are now, and I'm just enjoying that relationship and that mentorship that I have with him again. But he said something to me during the workout that I think can apply to any realm, especially in our relationship with God. When I'm trying to work past my weakest point, he told me, find your failure point. Once you find your failure point, you now can learn from that. And you could aspire to go past that point. You build up and you work on that. So what's something in your life that distracts you from reading your Bible or that distracts you from prayer? What is the failure point in your relationship with Christ where you no longer follow his example or where you stop following his example or you stop doing something for him? So I'm asking myself this question while I'm asking you this question at the same time. This week, what I want you to focus on is to find your failure point, that one thing that you need to work toward to overcome. And the other thing that I want you to learn by being a follower of Jesus is he is your strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can overcome that failure point through the, the strength that Jesus Christ gives me. I can burst through these bad habits and do away with them completely because of the strength that I have through Jesus Christ. I can overcome these emotional barriers of anger and wrath and malice because of the strength of the love of Jesus in my life and over my life. And lastly, I could overcome any negative thoughts or any clouding thoughts that would disrupt my judgment through the cleansing power and strength of Jesus Christ. I hope you guys enjoyed this lesson as always. Now, I want you to really think on it this week and take away that message in your relationship with God. Find the failure point that causes you to no longer follow his example. That's the thing where we need to work on. When you're practicing an instrument or you're practicing anything else, it's easy to practice the same parts that you're good at. Musically, it's easy to practice the same line over and over because I've got it. In basketball or football, it's easy to practice the same play or the same shot over and over because I'm good at it. It feels good. But it's harder to practice the musical line or practice the plays or practice the shots that we always fail at because it's frustrating. But remember, in that frustration, we have the opportunity to learn from it. And through God's grace and His mercy and His love, every time we hit a failure point, through his grace, love, and forgiveness that he has for us and bestows upon us daily when we ask for it. He gives us a chance to not only learn from our failures, but to completely blow right through them. I hope you guys have a blessed rest of your day and a blessed rest of your week. Remember that this will be available on YouTube as a video, and it will be available on our podcast channel 
as a podcast. That way you have more than one option to listen to the lesson, how it best suits your schedule this week. If you guys need me, reach out to me. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And until the next lesson, take care.